As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Patreon.com slash SPFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 143. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Policeman, Lopez. Ooh, Policeman. Yeah, but you have to say it like the like the Beatles would. Policeman. 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 Yeah, it's two, only two syllables. Uh, I gotcha. I'm into it now. All right, you explain yeah. it to me. And... Joining us tonight, editor-in-chief of HandsomePhantom.com, the HP Video Game Podcast Network Manager, renowned beerman, and, oh yeah, mayor of Butler, Pennsylvania, Mr. Ben Smith. How are you doing? That was quite the introduction there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was thinking how best to interview or, or introduce a man of such prestige, and so I, I just went with all of them, all of the titles. Well, I you know I appreciate it. You missed a few, but that's I won't. I won't <laughs> yeah, it's you. a real Game of Thrones situation. <laughs> I mean, it's it's only like an hour and a half show, so I know, you know. I know. <laughs> I had to cut a couple of things. All right, the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight. With each of us coming to you, uh, with each of us uh, coming to the table, rather to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. You know, I'm very good at this podcasting thing, Ben. You know, I'm, I'm a real. I listen to uh, to a couple of your shows. Yeah, maybe All a right. lot of them. And, yeah, <laughs> I think I just got so starstruck being in in the presence of uh, you know the mayor of Butler, PA. Yeah, how you could know? you not? How could you? <laughs> so um, you know, before we get to all of the the world of gaming, all of the burning topics, all of that nonsense, what games are you gentlemen playing at? Ben, would you like to kick us off with this? Sure, I'll do that. Uh, well, starters, I've been playing a good bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, the new, the new guy. No, not the new guy. Not no. Warzone. No. Okay. I, I have been playing Warzone, but only oh. like two sessions of it. Okay. Um, there have been, I don't know, there have been parts of Call of Duty in the past where I really enjoyed it, but parts mm -hmm. of it that I have not. And so I haven't really played for a long time. So I've been playing Modern Warfare uh, with my buddy Brandon and quite enjoying it. Um, just, you know, a couple hours a week at most. At nice. Most. Uh, I've been playing the newest, hottest, freshest game uh, on the newest, hottest system. I've been playing Hotline Miami on the PlayStation Vita. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did play that a long time ago, but for whatever reason, I just got the desire that I wanted to go back to it. Yeah. And then yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I just uh, just started playing through 
Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm like less than an hour in, so I can't tell you anything about it. But so far, it's got some cool graphics, some cool, <laughs> some cool images. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's it where I'm at. Like, it sounds like a nice variety you have going. Yeah, I normally don't play more than one game at a time, but with oh. like Call of Duty, you know, I can jump in for half an hour, do a couple matches, and be done with it. Not to think about it. So uh, normally, I'm like a one game at a time kind of person. But you're game nogamus. I'm game nogamus. That's for sure. <laughs> I try to be nogamous in any kind of, you know, whatever that means. Yeah. I don't know what nogamous I'm, is. I, I'm mostly eggnogamous, but, you know, game nogamous. Game nogamy is a good thing. It's a good practice because you can really focus on the one thing. Like, um, uh, Mike, you go first, but I've been playing one game and only one game this past fortnight. So, um, yeah. Yeah, why, why don't you why don't you take us take us away? Uh, I'll say that with the um, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, but with the uh, the spread of coronavirus, as it were, um, yeah. Uh, most of the, most of my life has been dedicated to work. Unfortunately, that it, it does yeah. uh, uh, kind of go that way. But I did make time to play the Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Oh, you know what? I had to do that. I take it back. I did play that. I yeah. did play that. Too. It's not really playing a game, right? It's a demo of a game. So yeah, I, it's a demo. I won't begrudge you for lying yeah. to everyone. <laughs> um, but man, that's really fun, right? Yeah, it's ben, a, it's ben, a, you a it, solid right? demo. I did. I had a blast with it for sure. I had uh, man, most of I it at like it. trade shows, but yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I liked it so much more than I thought I would. Yeah, it, it's a solid, solid game. And there were so many moments of as you're playing through the demo where you're like, oh, I remember this shot. I remember it in my mind right. somewhat like this, but it's a new take on it, you know. Um, but it was it was really cool. I, I think they did a great job. Um, I'm excited for that game. Like I, that was one that I was kind of like, I may just I may just leave that one in, in my memories as like Final Fantasy seven. It, it was that's the thing, you know, that. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's 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 such an iconic moment of my young gaming life that i'm i'm like i don't know if i really want to update that memory you know i don't know that, that's kind yeah. of silly probably but no no i get I don't that know. but this uh, this is different enough to where it feels like a new game um but also familiar enough where it it feels it feels nostalgic still somehow they struck that balance really well yeah it, it, I'm I'm looking at it as a new game for sure for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be like a new three games. So that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. uh, Lars, uh, Lars, now in the chat said uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, unfortunately, no, I've not played. Man, I haven't played Pokemon Go in a while. I know. Uh, you know what? I so Mike and I we were at the Chipotle near my mm. house um, recently, and that, as we all know, everyone yeah. knows, everyone knows, there's a Pokestop right there. And like every time we that I used to go there, like mm-hmm. I would be taking the gym, uh, it was not not just any pokey stuff. It was a gym, so I would be taking it down, leaving guys there. We'd be battling furiously the whole time, and then you'd leave, and you know I'd be the whole time very obnoxiously catching Pokemon, and uh, but yeah, like we went and our families ate dinner there, and we were like, I I as we were walking away, I was like, oh my gosh, Mike, I think I'm clean. Like I didn't, I didn't once, I didn't once have the urge to play Pokemon Go while we were, and we were right there. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a good moment. I felt free. I felt it's free. part of why I stopped playing Pokemon Go <laughs> back in the day is because I couldn't go somewhere. I knew there was, and there aren't as many like Pokestops mm-hmm. around me as maybe in some bigger cities, but there, like I couldn't go anywhere without thinking like, oh, I should really check my Pokemon Go app. Uh, so I just had to do it. I just had to get rid of it. Just, just done. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. Back. 
it's it gets it to be a sickness for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think Adam and I both had the same kind of quarantine moment where we we got stuck in Card of Darkness for like a solid week or more uh, yeah. of playing that nonstop. Yes, and so because of that, whenever I had my phone, a free moment with my phone, I was playing Card of Darkness. And yeah. so I wasn't playing Pokemon Go. And then after that time, I was like, oh, I don't I don't have to go back. Like I'm clean. Yeah, I, I think I think secretly that's why I named Card of Darkness my game of 2019, because <laughs> it, it was just like it freed it me of addiction. the shackles. <laughs> it freed me of the shackles of Pokemon Go. I think that's it. Um, it's a great game. But yeah. also I didn't I didn't play a couple of the really fantastic games of 2019 until 2020. So yeah. <laughs> Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order being one of them and then Outer Wilds being another one which i'll talk about in a second but yeah Mike, go for what, it, what, actually. what else are you playing no okay. man that was it okay so i got a chance uh to play now th- i guess this kind of counts as playing something um i got a chance to mess around with geforce now um and it works at my office at work (laughs) which is dangerous right but it works really well so like i on my lunch i can just like stream high quality pc games right there to my to my work laptop it's it's a miraculous thing um if you're not familiar with geforce now i really wasn't i hadn't i'd been sleeping on this one Mm -hmm. um and uh but yeah it it, basically you log in you're using there's a free plan and a five dollar plan the five dollar includes like ray tracing and 4k and unlimited hours of of playing and then the free version is just like one hour sessions only and it might be one hour max for a day i can't remember no you but can then, do multiple sessions in a day but yeah your sessions oh, okay. have to be an hour long hour long session and then yeah, yeah then basically it's uh, 1080p um no ray tracing but still i mean it looked fantastic i I, yeah. I booted up uh destiny 2 on there started playing that at the office and i was like this is the freaking future right now that we are i'm watching right now like it yeah. i if i didn't know it wasn't running natively i would never would have been able to pick up on it it was fantastic now uh, is is geforce now in our, our new segment uh it there are some geforce now um news stories for sure okay then i'll hold i'll hold my diatribes until then so maybe yeah maybe it's good that we talk about it more then but i think it's also for people who don't know what it is that that's what it is so uh played some geforce now uh some destiny also some question yeah yeah Yeah. so so you're saying there's like virtually no input lag yeah it was staggeringly good and shockingly good and when wow. you log in, you search for a game. If you, as long as you own that game in Steam and it's right. uh, and it's supported, you know, to be on the service, then you can play it. You yeah. don't have to like rebuy it. So I was thinking of actually picking up The Witcher Three for Steam, and then I'll stream it at my work on my lunch break. Look at that, nice. perfect. Yeah, I'm sure nothing uh, inappropriate could happen in that game. <laughs> someone might walk up and get me fired for. No, you know, <laughs> never. So anyway, yeah. So I, when I said I only played one game, I was definitely lying. I played um destiny 2 and tabs also uh totally accurate battle simulator on on geforce now uh so the, yeah that was a good time um and then of course final fantasy 7 remake demo but really what i mostly played for the Fortnite was outer wilds it's a fantastic game you guys yeah have, have ben have you played outer wilds i have played a, a little bit of it but i have not played it in full okay okay so i'm i i've now i've finished the game i beat it and now it is time for the SBF EGS review. Um, here we go. So basically this game, if you're not familiar, it's not not to be confused with The Outer Worlds. I have to say that every time because 
It's a very, very close mm-hmm. title. But uh, it's it's basically a sci-fi roguelike walking simulator <laughs> slash <laughs> puzzle exploration game. And by roguelike walking simulator, and that it's it seems really weird, but like after about an hour with the game or two hours, I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally what it is. Because there's a mechanic in there that, I mean, and I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give any spoilers because it's better to go in not knowing much at all. Um, but it, there's a mechanic in the game that causes you to do these runs and you die a lot, but like, even when you don't die, um, you kind of, you'll reach the end of a run and you kind of need to start and, and figure out what you're going to do in the next one. And, and basically, so you have like, it's it's so cool because I would be, I'd be away from the game and or like in the car or at work or something and I'd be thinking, oh, that's what I'm going to do on my next run. You know, like I'd be thinking about it other times. Like I wake up in the morning like, ooh, okay, can't wait for tonight. I'm going to try this and this and this, you know, like <laughs> and there's all these like places I was going to go. And it basically, um, if you if you don't know anything about this game. There's like a mini solar system and No Man's Sky style, you know, you can blast off of your home planet and go land on another planet. And the the landing is so cool. It's very much like uh, landing like a lunar rover because it's all based in real astrophysics and stuff that's all simulated in the game. It's madness. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially, you know, you're going planet to planet. You're searching out these remnants of some uh, alien uh intelligence or alien uh you know species that was there that was doing some they were up to something and you're just trying to figure out what it is because you're you're basically from a planet that's just starting its own space uh program and uh everything's made out of wood and so like inside your spaceship there's like an anti-gravity crystal that's like being held in a little wood holder (laughs) it's pretty (laughs) sweet like just all the little details um you know, with around that stuff is just uh, really fascinating. And and I think it really gives it a unique uh, visual style. Um, but yeah, kind of uh, to get back to it, you know, it's, I, I say it's a walking simulator because, you know, finding and reading and piecing together information is almost always um, the goal when you go out exploring. Like there's not, um, it's not just like, you know, the lore. It's, it's actually how you progress through the game. So it kind of has that to it, but it's also puzzle and exploration based where you'll go. And sometimes there's these cool traversal puzzles, um, that play off of the environment in really interesting ways. Or, uh, sometimes there are, uh, like these crazy quantum logic puzzles, um, that are, are, I would have like, there's one specific area of the game that is all of all that kind of stuff. And I, I would have gladly taken an entire game of just that too. It was, they were so, so well done. Um, but yeah, graphics super uh, like simple. Um, as far as you know, the art style it's not looking for like that super uber realism. You know, it's 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 a stylized kind of uh, solar system, but also like very amazingly designed. Like the planets are so cool. The concepts that they have at play on them, um, they they really lend these kind of uh, awe-inspiring moments. You'll be sitting there and just like looking up as your air is like ticking away. You're like looking up, <laughs> watching like the rotation of the planets and stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and then like the sound, I love how they did sound and music because it's very much, um, it's very sparse. Like the music is... It, it only comes in when it needs to be there. 
it's not just like music all the time, you know? Um, it's just like, okay, oh, something's happening. Something big's happening. Oh my gosh, what is it? You know, I've discovered something crazy or, or like, or something terrible is about to happen. Um, <laughs> but like, so it lends to this like feeling of claustrophobia sometimes when you're like running around in your suit and the only sounds you really hear is like the breathing inside your helmet, you know? It's pretty amazing. Um, and then to kind of go back to uh, the gameplay stuff for a second, like the f- space flight is fantastic. Um, like I said, all rooted in real astrophysics. Uh, and it, by the, you kind of, by the end of the game, you will like master somewhat realistic space flight, like jetting off of a planet that has a, a realistic gravitational pull, sometimes more than earth's gravity or, or less. Um, and then, you know, trying to land, trying to navigate crazy, like black hole ridden areas. Um, but yeah, all of that is, it's like right up my alley. I I realize, and I guess I should disclaimer this, it, this is not a game for everybody. Uh, even though, you know, I think, I think if you give it a chance, you'll like it, but, um, it, it's so specifically up my alley. And so that, I think that's why I fell in love with it. Um, it's, it's definitely a game I could see people like bouncing off of. Cause it definitely, it for an adventure game or walking simulator, whatever you want to call it, uh, puzzle exploration, you know, it definitely pushes back against you more than any other adventure game like it, you know? So it's usually these games are pretty chill and pretty, you're just kind of cruising around like everyone, everyone's gone to the rapture, you know, you're reading things and there's Mm -hmm. a cool story you're uncovering or, or whatever. Um, but this is like, this is like that, but also the universe is constantly trying to kill you. (laughs) So (laughs) it is, it's pretty fantastic. And the the story's bizarre and unique and, and really interesting, especially by the end, it pays off in a really cool way. Um, but yeah, I think even though you die a lot in the game, um, it actually does become pretty serene and relaxing in, in certain places. And so, um, but I will say, I guess my main critique, cause I had such a positive experience with it overall, but my main critique is that there are, be, there are mechanics in the game that kind of force you to hurry through searching and exploring in certain areas. And that kind of hurt me personally in, in, in some cases where I was like, Oh gosh, like I'm, I missed something. And now I got to go back there because I was hurrying too fast because I was running out of time or whatever. Um, and so there's, that was my one qualm, but at the same time, that's kind of the core of the loop of the game. So there's, there's not much you could do, um, to change that, but you know, I lived through it. I survived. I survived. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that other than the, you know, that thing where you end up rushing sometimes, like, um, you know, you, I would get stumped every so often because I, I hadn't been paying close enough attention while reading something or I didn't explore quite far enough because of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, closing thoughts. Uh, I, while I was playing the game, I repeatedly had the thought, like this is a work of genius. And I, that is so rare to like actually be thinking that while you're enjoying something like that someone created, but like that is, it was wild. And I I was, I was like, I've never played anything like this. This is, this is genius. Um, so I can't recommend it enough. I give it, 
six out of five burritos. Whoa. Yeah. I was say, that was like a, a 10 minute spoiler cast about one game. Like it better be a perfect <laughs> five out of five or better. Well, I didn't, I didn't spoil anything. That's the thing. There's, that's, that's what's so crazy yeah. about it. There's a ton in this game. Like the story's crazy. The lore is awesome. There, there's so much like, I don't know. You'll, you'll learn weird things about quantum mechanics. I, I don't know. I, I digress. It's a fantastic game. You should go play it. It's on game pass. If, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I paid, yep. I, I paid a dollar for game pass and I, and I got to play this game that is like one of my favorite games now. Um, so now I feel guilty and I have to buy it on something. <laughs> so. I paid a dollar for game pass and then didn't play it very much. And then my trial expired. So then they got me to pay the full price for game pass. No. And I'm not real happy about that. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know what? So maybe we even each other out. Yeah. Yeah. See? That's true. That's just the universe right there. <laughs> I think the reasons that you gave that you did love that game are the reasons I did bounce off it. Like you said. Okay. Yeah. Um, th- that's just not like, that type of game is not my style of, of game. Mm-hmm. I love open worlds and, and exploration, but I also want some sort of like direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I, I checked out Outer Wilds uh, packs a couple years ago, and then I checked it out again when it came to, to Game Pass. And mm-hmm. I loved so much about it, about the way it looked and about the way it felt and everything. Yeah. But I'm just too stupid to like explore on my own, <laughs> and I need somebody to like put a a, yeah. a little marker above somebody's head for me to know that I have to talk to them. So <laughs> I definitely understand why somebody would love it. For yeah, sure, yeah. I, I so totally I, get this too, right? Because if you take a game like Mist, which has, which is like there's a lot of exploration and puzzle solving in Mist, and at times it can make you feel like an idiot. But mm-hmm. there's like just enough like opening a book and a and a weird uh, um, FMV wizard will tell you what what is expected of you to accomplish. Yeah, you can go get it done. Whereas you drop me into the witness, which is another game that Adam loved to death, and I and I yeah. really wanted to, but they was just like, okay, there's puzzles everywhere, and you need to go solve them, and then just after, start solving them, and then yeah. then then you'll start figuring out what you're doing, and then after that's, a few, that's yeah, totally several this. hours of that, I was like, mm, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm not having that, fun. So that's totally this to an extent. So there, mm-hmm. the one thing that is there that oh, that's the only thing that kept me grounded throughout is the ship computer. So mm-hmm. inside your spaceship, there's a computer. And when you go, you go out, do a few things and come back and check the computer mm-hmm. because it will track everything that you've done and all the clues that you've already uncovered. And, and it'll kind of point you to whatever is, is really next that you should check out. And as you turn that, uh, turn a look under that stone, then it, it uncovers like two more things. And then, so you keep kind of like building and building and building until you fill out the entire thing and it's uh it's so satisfying once you make it through everything so yeah anyway i digress <laughs> and then of course uh this this weekend i'll be starting uh ori and the will of the wisps oh yeah, yeah. nice nice yeah i i actually fired it up last night but i was like you know what <sighs> it's not right i just beat the outer wilds i need to go and marinate on this <laughs> <laughs> like have you ever had that feeling like you just finished a game you're like okay i have like 30 more minutes i could start something else I'm like no mm-mm. yeah i just need to i, I just need to go ponder with, with like a really good game or a book or, or something like that sometimes yeah. like after i finish those like i just need to marinate about on this for like yeah. a day or two before i start the next thing yeah yeah i totally get that so well there you have it mm-hmm. uh next up you guys the little segment we call so <laughs> good <sighs> Remember, you can submit news stories for fortnightly news wrap up at reddit.com slash r slash sbfvgs. 
Let's see here. Let's see here what the top newsmen around have been <laughs> Let's submitting. Look right now in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've looked. I've looked. That, that was just uh, that was just part of part of the show, Mike. <laughs> uh, the part of the show where we read it things. Um, let's see. Okay, so this this guy. Well, this is kind of a fun tidbit. Death Stranding PC release date set for June second with a Half Life crossover. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about this? I'm so confused by all the words you just said. Yeah. <laughs> the Death Stranding PC release date is set for June 2nd. So Death Stranding coming to PC. Yeah, you I'm knew that part, I'm right? excited about the PC release. Okay, yeah, that's cool. But, but it's got when a I, weird Half-Life cr- When I crossover. saw the trailer for the involving the Half-Life stuff, I was like, why do we need this? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like but some, you know what? Go for I, it. Whatever. I, some marketing guru was like, you know what PC gamers love? Half life. <laughs> That's what we need in Death Stranding. Oh, oh. yeah. So interestingly, Valve has said that Half Life Alex is not the end of the franchise. This comes from Top Newsman Ultima Kills. Um, I think that's cool because I mean Half Life yeah. Alex looks amazing. Um, I just saw that uh, Black Mesa got finally got a full like actual release on Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty bucks. I'm really tempted to pick that up because um, apparently the crazy thing is apparently it will play like on a 15 year old PC <laughs> because it was that's when they started making it. That's what right. it was spec'd for. Sure. Um, so it'll play on an insanely old machine. So I'm sure it will play fine on my my laptop here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. I think I'm glad to see Half Life getting some love after all these years of unrequited love from <laughs> all, the fans all the half-life games are all the proper half-life games are free right now to play right oh uh, i think they're free on steam yeah until oh. the release of alex i think oh that's pretty cool i did not know i that. could be totally wrong but i'm pretty sure i saw that headline right yeah interesting yeah. <laughs> oh. i'll have to add those now is it is it an add to your account kind of thing or is it a you can play it for a while kind of thing uh, i don't know i already I already own them, um, right? Because I, you know, I got them forever ago when they were on sale or something. Probably when I bought okay. the orange yeah. box. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, <laughs> but uh, so I don't know. I didn't actually try it, but I know that I know they said they're free until the game until Alex comes out. So okay, sweet. Yeah. Uh, that's good to know. Good to know. Scoop. <laughs> All right. So uh, this one, let's see. Ooh, this comes by way of BMAC. BMAC fourteen. Thank you for submitting. One day you too could be a top newsman. <laughs> um, so Last of Us is being adapted into a TV show mm-hmm. with Bruce. No, not Bruce. Neil Druckmann at the Neil helm. Druckmann. Oh yes. my gosh. I'm so excited. Coming to HBO, That's which means cool. it'll have real blood and guts. You know, Yay. lots, lots of violence and swearing. Swears. You got to have the swears. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not The Last of Us. And, and so something really important with this is uh, to know, because the news all kind of came out last week and it was a little confusing at first. Uh, but uh, Sony's clarified, I think it was Sony anyway, that uh, this replaces the film effort that they were working towards. Yes. So, right. which, which I, I'm it was... much more excited about. Yes. Than yeah. I was film. Because, I mean, they all, I mean, you take like a, what, a 20 hour story. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to cram this into <laughs> 2 hours. Right. Even even with Neil Druckmann involved in the in the movie project, you know, it was yeah. a little bit I was a little worried, you know. I'm actually um, really glad he was involved because that that's kind of the turnout. It seems to be like 
one of the reasons the project wasn't progressing along is because he wasn't happy with the direction they kept trying to take it. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm, I'm glad he was there kind of um, shepherding uh, that property. Ben, you big Last of Us fan? I'm a huge Last of Us fan. Um, I have mixed emotions about the the release uh, or the, the, you know, the proposition of making a series out of it. Okay. One, I want to see it on, on, on film. I think that'll be great mm. Two, It's HBO. It's, I think it's the director of Chernobyl. Somebody was, yeah, that was involved yes, with Chernobyl. I, that's right. I believe so. Um, so I know that's going to be quality. Neil Druckmann's on it. So that's going to mm-hmm. be quality. But then there's the other part of me that's like, but it's already perfect for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm excited. I am definitely going to watch it. Uh, but yeah. I'm also kind of hesitant, you know, because we've seen these things go bad before. We have, sure. we have, I mean, but I feel like, and we did a whole minisode about this, right? Minisode? All yes. about uh, show, games we'd like to see uh, adapted or games that would make good uh, TV adaptations. We didn't even talk about The Last of Us because mm. it, it's so sacred in our in right. our minds and hearts. So I think um, it was kind of a surprise uh, when I saw that announced, I was thinking, oh, this, that's, that one would never, they'd never, they wouldn't, right. they couldn't, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to see what they do. I hope, hopefully they get some really good practical effects for like the clickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the designs of those could be really amazing looking. Um, hopefully it's not just all CGI, right. but we'll see. I, I mean, David, you didn't hear that. CGI is great. It's, it's always the best. <laughs> Composers like you are the ones who really make it all happen. Anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, uh, moving along. Uh, this is, okay, getting back to GeForce Now. Yes. Now, Mike, you have a bone to pick. I've got several, but I mean, let's, what's the news story? All right. Give me, so give me game, my jumping off point. This is comes from Top Newsman Ultimate Kills. Game devs, quote, we didn't grant permission mm. for GeForce Now mm-hmm. to let customers play games they already own. Yeah. <laughs> I think he put a little snark spin <laughs> on there. Yeah. And I can appreciate yeah. it. I love it. Because that yeah, that's the whole conceit of GeForce Now is that you're playing games that you already bought from them. So what is the what's the harm, right? It's not like they're losing money. Well I already bought it from you. So and and I'm willing to grant I am I'm not a developer, so I don't know everything there is to know right my yeah. initial reaction when all this stuff started to come out and you guys tell me if you feel the same this was very much my opinion if i'm basically just renting a pc from from uh geforce now for you know a few hours for my five dollars mm-hmm. a month or whatever it is but i'm signing into my steam account or my origin account or you know my whatever account and then playing the games i already bought like why does anyone care Right. Or I'm buying games that I, I probably wouldn't buy on PC. Absolutely. Yes. So I because can play them that... on these like smoking great like machines that I'll, I'll yeah. never build one of these. Yeah. Um, it, it does get into some tricky waters of the more I, I, I thought about it uh, and the more I start to, to, to look into it. Um, the distribution piece of this is is pretty, it's pretty dicey, right? Um, the idea that all these developers and, and publishers are typically, you know, they're, they're all trying to obviously get as much revenue out of a property as they can to make sure that they keep making games. And, um, it, it's very difficult in the, in what's going to be like the new world, right? Your X cloud, your stadia, um, your streaming platforms mm-hmm. to sign deals and to get paid for content when there's just this other place that people can go to and just get it free or they can pay, you know, GeForce now and you don't get any cut of that which is a completely different model than Stadia and XCloud are going to be going for. Mm. Um, so 
I think that's why I like it so much. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, it's it, very it is, consumer friendly. This is the absolute, the thing that, that breaks my heart, right? Is that, uh, from a consumer standpoint, this is what I've always wanted streaming to be. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not interested in Stadia. I'm sure Stadia works just as well. Maybe even works even better than GeForce. I have no idea. I've not, I've not used it, but I don't have the confidence in, in, in Google, unfortunately, to mm-hmm. remain as a platform for the next 10 years or, or longer. I don't want to be paying $60 a pop for a game that might disappear in four years. Mm-hmm. I go back and, I, and that's not a big deal for a lot of people, but for me, I replay a lot of games. I go back and I replay my libraries and I platinum things when I can. And um, I, I enjoy that part of it. The platinum the, policeman. Yeah. The, the idea of not being able to do that in the future, not being in control of that library. Like I, I don't like that, but now here's a streaming platform where if GeForce now gets out of the game in four years or whatever, everything I have is still my steam library. Yeah. At there's not point, that concern, right? Yeah. Theoretically I can still play all that stuff again and steam. Like yeah. that's their whole deal. They're not going to get bored or decide they're not making enough money and stop doing that. Um, so consumer wise, this is the absolute best case scenario. Like this, this is amazing. Uh, but from a developer standpoint, I get it. You like not being, not being in charge of the distribution model for streaming is not good for you. Um, yeah. Well, and, and the whole, the whole thing about signing like an exclusive deal yeah, to stream it, it if it's available. On yeah. GeForce. Okay. I made an exclusive deal. I'm going to stream it on this service or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do that if, yeah, like, like you said, if it's already here and, and it so. potentially slices out other revenue models, right? Like if you, if you make a game and like, well, um, now maybe I'll release this on mobile and get a little bit more of market. Maybe some people rebuy to play this on their iPads or on their phones. Well, GeForce lets me do that too. I can play that same PC game on my phone with my Xbox controller. So yeah. you, you, I, I do get their concerns. They, they lose these avenues of additional revenue on, on their property. And unfortunately just, you know, laws being what they are, you do have to protect your distribution rights. If you just kind of let them go, then you lose a lot of legal footing to defend them in the future. So if you want to be in charge of where your games can be played at, um, then you kind of have to fight this a little bit. Um, yeah. but man, I, I wish they wouldn't cause I love it to death. It's, it's I know. amazing. <laughs> I, I've got a, a couple thoughts here. Yeah, and one please. is that you, you mentioned earlier, uh, and I'm kind of on both sides of the fence too, like you, like right. you guys are saying, but you mentioned earlier, like maybe I'll buy a game that I previously wouldn't have purchased before. So before I got my current computer, which is decent, it's not amazing, it's mm-hmm. nothing special, mm-hmm. but uh, I just had you know my laptop that was a couple years old at that point, and I really wanted to play Civ Six with my buddies. Yeah, and so I wasn't going to buy it because I couldn't play it on my laptop, but there was this. This, it wasn't GeForce Now, obviously. Uh, it wasn't around yet, but there was a, there, there is a, a great service called Parsec where you can go on, you can sign in your Steam library, do the same thing. It's more meant for like remote using your computer mm-hmm. or someone mm-hmm. else's computer, but you could still rent a, a computer. So I bought Civ at like, I don't know, $40 or something only because I had this service available. So it certainly, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it got the one more sale. Right. But on the, on the flip side, in addition to all the things you're saying about the negatives... Um, I wonder, one, if the developers aren't sure that GeForce Now is going to work properly. They haven't tried it out themselves. They haven't um, seen that there's you know almost no latency, like I'm hearing. Well, and that's two, the thing, right? I think I think they I think they did because I mean it was in beta for quite a while. Okay, and and okay. so it was only when it left beta that they all pulled out. Activision, right. Bethesda, 2K. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, well, when it was in beta and there was no cost to it, uh, a lot of these companies were like, yeah, fine. If you want to take our stuff that's in Steam and make it available, 
uh, on this platform like GoNuts. And then in February, I think it went out of beta and now there's a free tier and a, a paid tier. As soon as they introduced the paid tier, Activision Blizzard uh, pulled out. I think um, Bethesda pulled out, 2K pulled out, um, a couple other publishers too. Uh, and then yeah. there's been some stories about individual developers for you know, indie games. Well, um, my second po- my second point was that about the negative is if I'm a developer and somebody mm-hmm. else is saying is using my game to sell their their you know product. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. say you know on GeForce Now on the front page it says you can play Call of Duty with no latency, whatever. Yeah. And they're making money off that, but I'm not as the developer. Well, of course I want a piece of that pie. Sure. Or at mm-hmm. least I want a, an agreement as part of that. So I can see how there's the idea of, you know, you're making money off of our property. Even though we also made money, mm-hmm. we want more if you're going to make money. Money. So mm-hmm. I, I get it on both sides of it. I, I'm certainly a believer in this kind of thing, but yeah. I, I understand why it's hesitant. You know what You know what it reminds me of is a few years back before, but while a lot of people still had cable, I mean, we you know, there are still a lot of people who have cable, but like, I think a lot of people have cut the cord, right? And gone to streaming services. Yeah. Remember that one, uh, there was one that was like test marketing in like New York and a couple other cities. And basically the idea was you would rent an antenna and you can stream it and you have a DVR and everything, but oh, like Aereo. basically... Yeah, Aereo. Yeah, they were yeah, trying yeah. to basically do this type of thing, right? They were, but it was with television, and you would just you rent, and they had even the technology was very, uh, very adherent to the letter of the law, but probably not the spirit of the law, mm-hmm. which was yeah. like uh, re, uh, avoiding the idea of it. It's a, it's not a rebroadcast, so I don't have to pay like uh, royalties on for a rebroadcast, but it's like, I'm, I'm using, you're renting just this antenna. It's just like if you had an antenna up in the city, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was pretty, pretty wild, but yeah, that's, this is what it reminded me of. And that's, I guess why I liked it, (laughs) but yeah, I, I'm hoping that more developers come back. Uh, Tim Sweeney of Epic games said they full, wholeheartedly support the service. Um, and Ubisoft is supporting it as well. So that's, that's, I think those, are some big players, right? Yeah. That's a that's yeah. a good start for maybe some of these companies coming back. But hopefully it just takes some negotiations, you know, like like you're saying Ben, maybe they have maybe there's some kind of uh fee that they want. Like if you if someone's streaming my game for, you know, X amount of hours, I want a little little bit of the skrilla, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, a little piece of the action, Absolutely. as they say. That's what they say on the streets. That's so. I've heard that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Here in the streets of Butler. so oh gosh oh this is kind of a crazy one former nintendo of america president reggie fisame yeah has been appointed the gamestop board of directors to try to right the wrongs to try to (laughs) bring her back to her former glory yeah you know i think that's uh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool if anyone can do it it's reggie yeah that's what i think reggie loves a challenge so yeah he does he, I'm they, they, to told him, the dyna- they told him you couldn't stuff pizza crust with cheese, and he proved them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see the dynamic it brings, because usually, you know, board members are just one of however many people who yeah. have one vote. Uh, mm-hmm. And that probably is partially the case, but you have to imagine they know the background that Reggie yeah, has and the yeah. things he's seen and done. Yeah. So, should be yeah, good. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's, you know, sometimes when like the big the big man on campus comes in. The big woman on campus comes, walks into the room and everyone knows, oh, that's so-and-so, right? It's like, it's kind of like that thing 
of like, oh yeah, well, I, I was totally, you know, I wonder how many people are, are doing that thing where like, oh, I hate this idea. This is no good. And Reggie's like, well, actually, I think it's really good. You know what? I think it's great. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone, just, everyone has one opinion and he states his and they all change it to whatever he they're says. Like, and yeah. then pretty soon it's like, well, Reggie, what do you think? You know, and they start for, <laughs> you know, that happens all the time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully good things are ahead for GameStop because um, I'm going to yeah. buy some stock while the market's down. Yeah, <laughs> Don't, please stop talking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Not the market. Oh, my, my soul hurt. Oh. Yeah, I know, man. See, I, I don't have anything. I mean, I have my 401k. I guess yeah. that's a that's a grown-up thing that I have. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't have any stock. I don't I don't believe in the stuff. So I used to. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have mine. It's just not really worth yeah. anything anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, so this is a big one. This was kind of, I, I feel like people knew this was coming, um, but maybe maybe didn't want to get their hopes up. Okay. Um, their, you know, CD Projekt Red has announced that mm. right after Cyberpunk 2017, uh, 2077 comes out they'll be getting started pr- on production for a new witcher game a new game in the series yeah they were clear though it's not the witcher 4 right um it's it's just a game a witcher game somewhere in there went to witcher colon getting witchy something like that that's <laughs> what i'm thinking so what do you guys think i'm that's exciting for me ps5 xbox series x kind of thing I think PC? it'll be really exciting in about five years. Yeah, it's so far away. I, I yes, I, I would love to hear more Witcher. Witcher's great. Want to play more Witcher? It's just so far away that it's like, all right, well, we'll see a cool CG trailer in like uh, three and a half years. And yeah, if if E3 right. still exists, and you know, in five years, we'll be like watching that big reveal trailer at E3. It'll be wonderful, just like the old days, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for them to keep going, but I'm positive they're going to have to shell out some more cash to the uh, to the writer of the the books. Oh yeah, <laughs> in addition to whatever they've shelled out so far. Did, now, did they have a contract for like three games or something, or did they have? I thought it was just video I game rights. Yeah, whatever I, they had I the contract for, I bet it's going to change. <laughs> I, well, I think it already has. I I think they went back and renegotiated because famously, like. You know, mm-hmm. that, that author was not super thrilled with his deal after those games started making like a ton of money. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I think they, they did eventually go back to the drawing board, I heard. So I, I think that yeah. deal is always struck. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And lastly, and most importantly, I would say mm, okay. Blade Runner Ed- Enhanced Edition is coming to the Nintendo Switch. This is a remake or reimagining of the 1997 adventure game for Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Holy yeah. smokes. This is such a good game, and I'm very, very excited because um, I love good sure. old-fashioned adventure <laughs> games. <laughs> but Blade Runner, man, how can you not be excited for Blade Runner? You know? It's, it's a, a blind time. spot for me, but I, I did go check out some videos, and yeah. uh, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. a good time. Um, although what I really wanted in my heart of hearts, we talked about years ago on the show here. Um, that's like my dream game is like basically a Blade Runner game, but in a huge, you know, future city. I mean, we're basically getting that with Cyberpunk, but like, mm-hmm. like it's like uh, PC modders. Give me the Blade Runner game that I need. Okay, <laughs> please. Pretty please. Right.
All right, that about wraps up the news. Um, I, it's about time for Mike here to struggle to read the tweets. I think it's just a tweet today, isn't it? It's just one tweet, it's really, one tweet. yeah. Um, but there's a lot of answers you could struggle with. There sure with. is. So uh, we sent out a community question earlier today. Uh, what was the last game that gave you, quote-unquote, that feeling of realizing Ooh. you're playing one of your favorite games ever for the first time? My gosh. My gosh. Wow. Uh, Adam, do you want to, before I get into the, to the community answers, do you want to kick us off with a, with a thought I, there? I think it's pretty obvious from earlier, but Outer Wilds for me. Yeah. Okay. Like I was playing that game and I was like, holy smokes, this is like, I don't know where yet, but this isn't, I think this is in my top 10. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, that was, that's a very special feeling, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. Yeah. yeah. Ben, what about you? For me, I think, uh, you know, like immediately new, the first mm-hmm. hour I play it, probably Red Dead 2. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. That's probably the most recent one. Uh, a game that I know after playing it is one of my favorite of all time, but I didn't really get that until maybe close to 10 hours in. It's probably mm. near Automata. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one was a I, slow I, And I appreciate me. that you said Automata correctly. Oh, thank you. You know, uh, he's a, he's uh, a learned man, folks. <laughs> a uh, learned man. The yeah, it was one of those that didn't grab me initially, but Dustin, my buddy Dustin, kept telling me, you "Yeah, must he was play hounding it. you. He yes, was hounding you, you must for a while." Play it. And I was like, "All right, I'll just keep playing it." So after like three <laughs> months, I went back to it, and I was like, "I get it." All of a sudden, I get it. So yeah, that's definitely where I'm at. Good times. Cool. Um, gosh, for me, there, there's quite a few games that I've, I've been in love with but the last one that i probably fell like head over heels for was probably sekiro mm. oh um, yeah which i still love and i probably will start over again at some point um that game is rock solid and everyone should play it yes you a sekiro fan ben i am yeah i, can't I get did these not guys come... to play it <laughs> i've heard i've heard those yeah, stories yes they won't do it. um you i know... certainly didn't complete it and i didn't play it near as many times as you have i don't think but uh, I loved every part of every bit of it I was playing. I mm. just it was one of those that just burn out for me, and I haven't yeah. gone back. Fair so, how, Mike, how hard in like if if I had to compare it to like Valkyrie fights in God of War 2018, mm. uh, like how hard are we talking? Like way harder than that? Like no, no, no I think it ramps. Like uh, I'll a little say bit harder. I'll say I had especially like the very last Valkyrie fight in God of War. Oof, that was brutal. I, I struggle with that fight more than most of the bosses in Sekiro. Okay, yeah. that makes sense because that's just ridiculously hard. I, I think the difference is that in in a game of like God of War, the Valkyries are are especially hard, and the, it, it's a massively different difficulty from the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas in in Sekiro, it sort of sets like a base difficulty level, and it just is that difficult all the time. Yeah, um, and there's also like a cadence in Sekiro. Yeah. Like once you once you get that cadence, uh, if you if you kind of understand what I mean, yeah, I do. You get it. Yeah. But with the Valkyrie fights, there's not really a point where it becomes second nature. And in Sekiro, okay. I feel like there is. Right. Well, that's it, similar. That's similar to like uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, right? Like you you got mm-hmm. the cadence of like countering, mm-hmm. uh, like the the guns that you know right. the laser laser beams, yeah. as they call them in Star Wars. I feel like if you. <laughs> um, if you enjoy the combat of Jedi Fallen Order, you might really like Sekiro. Okay, yeah, I loved I loved the combat in in Jedi if, Fallen Order. If so. you like Fallen Order but hate yourself, you'll love Sekiro. Mm. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> Excellent, I love it. <laughs> uh, 
to, to wrap up my final thought on that, I will say to this day, uh, out of every game I've played, I want to say Sakura is like the one time I've gotten to like the last boss of a game, especially Mm -hmm. a game like that, where the, the last boss is incredibly hard. And even like though I I'm playing through it and I've died 20 times, I was sitting on my couch like I've I don't think I've had more fun than this in a long time. Oh, that's awesome. I'm having yeah. so much fun right now. You so, know, I, too, am having fun talking about Sekiro. And then the longer we talk about it, the more likely it is that David is just pulling his hair out listening to this <laughs> later. <laughs> that's what happens when David's not here to stop us. <laughs> He's not here to stop us. It's like if Mike wasn't here, we'd just be talking destiny. Two oh, Destiny yeah. Bros just destinying it up. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so folks wrote in, Quijibo uh, wrote in and said, God of War, the latest entry. Which, mm. yeah, totally get that. God yep, of War I is like a, it's a piece of artwork. It's a glorious um, game. Josh Bailey wrote in, uh, well, I've only really gotten through the intro. Death Stranding has definitely given me this feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've heard from a lot of folks. I haven't played Death Stranding yet. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah i haven't started i've got it sitting here staring at me and i, I just have not had i've been playing outer wilds yeah it, friends I guess of ours my, that are playing it love it yeah my excuse keeps being like oh well i gotta play game pass games i mean game pass is gonna be expired here shortly so <laughs> then i renewed it and i was like well i only have one more month of game pass yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh, what are you gonna do i gotta play ori my hands are tied man yeah my I hands know, are tied I, I might have to re-up and, and play ori um yeah Casey wrote in and said, my first thought is the RE2 remake. But that's a bit of a cheat because I also love the original. So I'm going to go with Persona 5. Oh, okay. Okay. These are two games I have not played yet. So (laughs) I will take his word for it. Yeah, that RE2 remake is sitting here staring me in the face as well. Yeah, it looks real good. Uh, And I did love the original, but I haven't made it to this one yet. Yeah, it's it's like my favorite of the originals but you know i don't know if you know this but if you wait to buy games until you have the opportunity to play them sometimes they get cheaper (laughs) yeah i'll say in my case most times yeah yeah and uh no not just cheaper too a lot of times by the time i'm playing the copy that i bought for 60 Mm -hmm. bucks um it's free it's it's somewhere for free (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like well i can at least feel good about supporting the devs you know that's right right. (laughs) i'm also usually playing the most stable version of that game like i go back to my history and i was like oh that game was so broken yeah oh man yeah everyone's griping like oh so it ate my save i lost 15 hours of my life and i'm like i don't know this thing's been patched to high heaven now it's great (laughs) (laughs) uh fed wrote in said journey which yeah, that's a phenomenal game right there. Oh yeah, that's a that's journey. a gorgeous game. Yeah. Amen. Um, Amen. Garrett, uh, Garrett from the Super Gamer Boys uh, wrote in said, uh, ah. "Death Stranding, that game hit me in the feels so many times. The story is incredible. Hmm. Uh, and coming over a mountain ridge, while low roar played, and you see this beautiful vista with the sun setting behind, it really gave me the tingles. Such a beautiful piece of art that game mm. is." I think that feeling is called the tingling buns of adventure. Yes, that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a medical condition to me. <laughs> uh, Gameskeeper Mike wrote in and said, Sekiro is probably the latest one. Uh, I'm mm. sure my boy Mike can relate. Oh boy, that final fight. See, this guy gets it. Let's talk yep. Sekiro for a while. <laughs> I want to play Sekiro again. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adam Cleveland, we just got these last two. Adam Cleveland uh, wrote in and said, uh, this is a hard one for me. I think the first that comes to mind is Elite Dangerous. Uh, mm. I know it's not very popular on the show. We've never played it. I don't think any of us. Hey, you know what? Maybe nope. I can play it on the GeForce now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, for which I will forgive you guys. But it's one that I can I will continue to play time and time again. 
even when some other new shiny game distracts me. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn also came to mind. If I ever finish oh, The Last yeah. of Us, that could be one. Also Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And how could I forget Breath of the Wild? See, this person's just naming games they just like. Just naming games. Every game they <laughs> <Yeah>. like, right? <laughs> but to be fair, uh, most those of those games, all, those yeah. are all, yeah, these are all solid so, picks. They are solid games. Yeah. They're all You're great, right. yeah. Uh, and our very last one comes from Adrian Holmes. Uh, Super, Mario, uh, sorry, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, the festival in New Donk City is one of the few times I can recall actually tearing up from pure joy. I'll never oh, forget. Oh, wow. It. I can understand well, that. Well, you need to go watch Onward to, if you'd like Man, to tear up from pure joy. That is a good movie. <laughs> Man, it's glorious. I sure like it a lot. Ben, have you seen it yet? No, I'm thinking about taking the kids to see it this it's weekend. It's a good time. We'll see. It's a good yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a great movie. Nice. Quite enjoyed it. Quite enjoyed it. Ben's- anyway. Them's the tweets. Them's the tweets. All right. It is now the part of the show where we sell you things. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Patreon.com slash SPFEGS. That's who brought you this episode. Um, also, you know, I, I feel we would be remiss to not mention the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yeah. Also, you know, that's that's where you, that's, you just heard some promos from. So, you know. A good time. I've heard good things. I've heard real good things. <laughs> yeah. I've heard Ben Smith here, man of the hour. Yeah. Of course. He he's the purveyor of such of said podcast network. So uh, I'm something all right. I don't I don't know about purveyor, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I you've got the purveyor vibe. All right. But anyway, so Patreon, patreon.com slash SBFEGS is where you can go to support the show. Um one dollar a month, of course. We'll get you uh, the episodes early and ad-free, um, one to three days ahead of the street date. $2 a month will get you access to the Patreon-exclusive minisodes. Ooh, super value right there. That's the super value tier. And then, of course, uh, the $5 tier will get you the video podcast, uh, which uh, people on Twitch could be watching right now. But if you don't mm-hmm. have time to hop into Twitch, you can su- uh, subscribe there at that tier, and then you can watch it at your leisure. So that's, that's you know, that's a glorious thing. You know, I val I value your time, you know. So just subscribe for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there are other more glorious tiers, of course, such as getting a jar of David's bathwater, mm. which he's been protesting a bit. So I think uh Garrett from Super Gamer Boys yeah. um put together a little online petition. Uh so go definitely go and sign that. Um because I feel like if we get to a hundred signatures on that, then David has to do it. I believe. I, Absolutely. I think it's legal. According yeah. to the law, I think that's what has to happen. So. Yeah. There was madness in any direction.
So, all right. Topic time, you guys. Meat and potatoes. Mike will edit out all of my flubs. It's sure great. will. It's a great time for Mike to be good at editing. Uh, so, anyway, it is my topic this fortnight, you guys. Yeah. And I, I'd like to say, I'd start this out with a little bit of an introduction because I think it's probably for good reason that I feel like no one wants to talk about this topic on a video game podcast right now. Um, and I, like I said, I think that's a good, for good reason. And because obviously um, it could go in a very negative way. And, and I don't want that to be the case tonight. So anyway, um, it's obviously the biggest news story in the world right now, impacting just about everything that's going on. Um, E3 was just canceled. GDC, uh, pretty much every other large event or gathering is being canceled right now due to a legitimate pandemic uh, that's going on. So, um, uh, you know, at first I didn't want to talk about coronavirus on the show because it felt gross. Not not because, oh, sick people are gross. I'm saying it felt gross to me to talk about a hobby thing like this mm-hmm. and, and talk about, oh, I can't believe how it's impacting my hobby. You know, it's like, it felt really trite. Sure. Um, yeah. And like, w- like we're whining, like, oh, my precious conference got canceled, you know, <laughs> like, uh, because there's like literally people out there dying, losing loved ones, losing uh, hours at work and having a lot financial trouble. Yeah. So there's a lot of actual suffering out there. And I wanted to make sure and acknowledge that. Um, and, and to acknowledge that that stuff is vastly more important than video games. Sure. Um, but that said, like the, the world is being impacted in a lot of different ways. And I think it's interesting, um, to look at what this is doing. This whole, this whole situation is how it's going to impact, um, 2020, right? Because this is a console year, a new console year for next gen consoles, um, which are primarily, manufactured in China, you know, which was hit very hard by the virus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I guess that's a good jumping off point. I mean, what do you guys think is, do you think it's possible we could see um, these consoles being pushed out of 2020? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see them push out of 2020. That would be, that would be something else. Yeah. Um, I think it's very likely that we will see a release, but with extremely limited quantities. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's a, a very possible reality we could be facing. Um, N- Nintendo style. They call that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> not planned. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Um, yeah. Cause I was thinking I, about that. Like if, if you, if you kind of consider like right now, tradition, like right now, like whatever, March of, um, 2013, we'll mm-hmm. say Xbox and PlayStation consoles were being manufactured like the Dickens all right. day long, every yeah. day to try to meet demand, make, make enough for that holiday shopping season. Right. Um, and that, that is probably ground to a halt at the moment. Right. Sure. I mean, I would, I would imagine it had been, uh, I think that a lot of the factories and stuff have returned to work, mm-hmm. at least in limited quantities in China. Okay. Um, so I think that that's possible, but I still don't disagree that that's going to put them, you know, potentially months behind schedule. So mm. uh, I think it's possible, but I think that the, you know, they've both, all of these companies have shareholders and everything that they've got to answer to mm-hmm. that only care about the money, don't necessarily care about the actual sales of them. So I think they'll still push for a 2020 release, mm. but like you said, limited, um, 
get it while you can because you might not be able to get another one for six months or something like that. Interesting, uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think um, one of the things we see a lot with, with this, this type of like manufacturing shortages is like there will be – they'll have all the pieces except for one. You know, like they, right. oh, I just, I, I, we don't have the memory. We're out of the memory because like the factory that makes that is behind or they're, they're waiting on some kind of component to, to create it and then ship it. And then the consoles can be manufactured or, mm-hmm. or what have you. So I think there's a, there's, there's a lot of potential for that. I'm, I mean, it, I hate to say it, but yeah, I think it may end up feeling more like a Nintendo launch than, than like 2013 console launches felt like, you know? How sure. there were plenty, there were plenty everywhere, and you know they were selling like hotcakes, and everyone was happy and, and dancing in the streets with their PlayStation Four and their Xbox One. Um, so yeah, um, I, I was also thinking about this from the game uh, reveals, big game reveals that may have been scheduled for E3. Um, yeah. Like, what does that do for for that? You know, as far as a lot of a lot of um, publishers really kind of rely on their press conference, Bethesda, um, you know, uh, Square Enix, you know, some of these folks they you know, they rely on their conference to really showcase a lot of the games they're come that they have coming in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you guys foresee, um, you know, more Nintendo direct, uh, style, you know, reveals for some of these big, uh, games this year? I, I do. Um, I know that a lot of them have already confirmed that they're going to do that, as a matter of fact. Uh, and those types of things, I don't think, will really be a negative impact. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to see, you know, the average person sitting at home is still going to see the same reveal they would have seen if they were watching the press conference on yeah. TV or their computer. Uh, the things that are going to be missing, to some extent, are going to be, like, the hands-on previews, the yeah. you know the the personalities mm-hmm. getting to take a look at them, and people trust those personalities. Therefore, they want to go ahead and and purchase that game or not purchase that game, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wrote a little piece the other day, um, just talking about the the financial impact and the impact in general of not having a physical E3. And I'd actually started writing it before they canceled E3, just mm-hmm. like. Oh. Because everybody talks about, we don't need E3 anymore. And I just said, well, you know, we do. And here's mm. why. I mean, mm. I, I mean, the way it is needs to be different, but we need it. So I just like, just the financial impact alone uh, from things that aren't physical game sales to you and to put in your console, I think it's going to be huge. And that could, I think that piece of it mm. could impact more than the publicity aspect. Because you could still get publicity a million ways. Sure. But what yeah. you can't get back is all the people who cater those events or who uh make the physical you know the stand-ups or the booths oh yeah yeah uh, interesting the hot the guy who's the it. the hot dog guy who stands outside of e3 and sells enough to feed his kids for the week in one afternoon like those yeah. are the things that we're gonna not we're gonna see the ripple effects of it but we're not necessarily gonna be able to point to something and say that was definitely it but i think yeah things like this are it yeah that's a really good point i i, I think from from just the e3 trade show kind of kind of aspect you're right i I think they'll go all digital pretty much everyone will do Mm -hmm. these these uh reveals because they they've got you know strategic timing around getting this this information out there getting people excited about their games and Mm -hmm. uh and things like that uh what i think a lot of folks uh forget though is that what makes e3 different than you know packs or or things like that is this is not like a fan show even though it's certainly evolved a little more that way in, in the more yeah. recent years. 
I mean, ultimately, this is this is still a a trade show. There's mm. a lot of there's a lot of people meeting at E3 and cutting deals and seeing the excitement on the show floor and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and order five million uh, for all of our Target stores or for Best Buy or for whatever it is. Mm-hmm, um, right. Those deals are going to now be a lot different um, because it's one thing to bring over a bunch of suits and show them a big glamorous press conference with a thousand cheering fans and say, wow, yeah, I think we can go and sell this stuff versus yeah. showing them a video in a conference room and saying, people are excited about this. Trust me. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a know, really good point. The, 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 the economics of this situation change. I know we all joke a lot about, you know, do we need E3 or not? Um, but it's a different type of show, just like GDC is a right. different type of show than a yeah. lot of the, the other conferences that we see. A lot of games get signed at both GDC and E3 too. Yeah. Uh, so there's the fact that you know they, those games may still exist, but maybe they won't be on time, or they won't be as good as they could have been with more money from a publisher, or sure. who knows what the case mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, and I I know that there are games, and I'm nobody, uh, so I'm sure the you know the big guys have way more than this. But there are games that I've played at E3 behind closed doors that like nobody else even knew they were there and we had like a re- we had a, a piece to release about it a few weeks later that we were under embargo for and like again those things are going to be impossible to replicate um mm-hmm. but you're right it's it's a trade show and um i i really do feel for big and small games that sure. maybe just aren't going to get the publishing uh opportunities that they could have got because they met an executive at the bar after the show yeah um so those those are the interesting things to me yeah, and I think I think uh, indie developers are hit like uniquely hit by this kind of thing by PAX type shows uh, or E three being um, postponed or canceled because you know everyone knows kind of it, I, like your Ubisofts and your Activisions and your EAs they're so loud right with their releases yeah. everyone knows they're coming right there's a ton of TV ads like an indie guy maybe a, a team of like four guys or whatever like four five people or whatever, they, they don't have that kind of budget. And they're, they're really, um, sometimes banking on that, that publicity mm-hmm. that comes from like winning the, the kind of funny game of show, you know, or whatever this mm-hmm. little indie game. Went, oh, what's this? You know, like it generates all this buzz for them that they may not have been able to generate themselves. Sure. Um, so that's, that's unfortunate. Um, that we may not see. I mean, unless, unless, you know, some of the big publishers like uh, your Sony's and your, and your Microsoft, like your platform holders, um, are showcasing a lot of Indies, uh, which hopefully they are, um, yeah. you know, similar to the, uh, the way that early last gen, there was a ton of indie, right. uh, support indie love going on. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we see a new wave of that, um, you know, from the big platform holders, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Not not but to yeah. steer the conversation a different way, but mm-hmm. you had mentioned to me over a text or something, just an ideas to um to talk about and something that you brought up that I hadn't really considered fully was like The Last of Us. And yeah. The, and the subject matter. You know, if you mm-hmm. look at not to compare this to nine eleven, although there are some, you know, human losses uh that are that are similar in numbers, but Think about after 9-11, we had tons of movies pushed because of yeah. uh, subject matter and tons of games and stuff. I'm sure we're affected by it. And do you really, I mean, is it in bad taste to release a game about uh, probably a global virus uh, yeah. while there's a global virus happening? 
I don't know. Right. It's it's similar to uh, Motorstorm Apocalypse. Remember that? With there was a yeah. huge earthquake in Japan, and then that game did horribly right after because it was just too real. But one of the levels was like a literal earthquake going on and buildings right. falling down all around the race, you know. And it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is not. This is a little too close to home, you know. Sure. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, that I was thinking about um, was yeah, just how do you market this game? I mean, you can't, it's, it's one of those things, right? You know, typically a game like this or a movie or show or whatever, it'd be like, there's a global pandemic, mm-hmm. you know? And like, there'd be like all this going on in, in the trailer or like in the wake of a global pandemic, you know? And then, but like the people are going to see that and like, oh, is this, what's this? Is this CNN? Right. What's happening? Right. Is right. this, is, you know, this is just, it's too real right now. And I, I don't know, maybe they downplay that. Uh, because it is kind of further removed from the big pandemic in Last of Us Two by what five more years or something. Yeah. At least, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe that isn't as much the focus. Sure. If if it but was, but it's a, certainly there. It's certainly it the there first in the subtext. One, I think I think it would be right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the first one is is very closely tied to a pandemic and a, and a possible. Well, I guess I shouldn't get into spoilers there, but uh, go play the Last of Us. It's super great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the subject matter is a little more tied to, uh, you know, still the, the pandemic piece of it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the impression I'm getting for two is it's not about that. So I, I think that that story beat yeah. is, is either downplayed or non-existent uh, in all of the marketing so far. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it is, it has been. Cause I, you know, come to think of it, I don't know that I've seen, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't know that I've seen any like clickers in any of the ads or any of the trailers so far. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and I guess in I think the first you hear one, like... them you hear them at one point in that right. that one trailer where the mm-hmm. the girl got her arm broken and everyone was all upset about it. Yeah. Um yeah, that that one I think you definitely hear them coming, but I don't know. It's a, it's a little Yeah, I almost think they had there. They had to market the first one that way because, you know, you're like you know, to in the wake of a global pandemic, here's what happens. People are like, oh, I'm interested. Now everybody yeah. knows The Last of Us. They love it. They understand it's more about relationships than about this yes. bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they can market it more. I mean, they have been, the second one, marketing it more about relationships and the grittiness and everything else that comes along with that. So they, yeah. may, they may be fine, but, you know, there yeah. are some sensitive folks who are going to say, uh, and not to downplay their concern, but... There are some people who will say, like, this is insensitive. And maybe yeah. they're right. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's and, totally fair. And that is one of the, the themes of, of the first game, you know, not to get into spoiler territory at all, but that the, the humans end up being the biggest monsters in the game, right? right? Like, and so I think that they just continue to lean into that with the new marketing materials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It may not be as big of a deal um, as what I was thinking the other day. I was just like, ah, I don't know. It just feels it feels gross <laughs> to yeah, to yeah. like to play up. I mean, but I guess like you're saying, the, you know, it is all about the relationships more than it is about the uh, uh, you know the sickness, the disease, or whatever uh, in sure. that in that story. So, but yeah, well, that was depressing. <laughs> I think it's about time to wrap up the show. <laughs> and if you guys have any closing thoughts, anything else that kind of occurred to you, uh, kind of thinking about this topic? Um, I mean, not specifically about games, but, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, just, I mean, we've been living <laughs> we've been living it at, at work. Yeah, um, there's there's yeah. a lot of crazy stuff going on. Be safe out there. Wash your hands, folks. Please. Yes. Um, that I'm I'm thankful that uh, I worked from home today, and I'm hoping to do more of that in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. So it's um, really difficult. Like, fi- I I want to just like encourage people to figure out ways to support your local businesses because, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you know, Walmart target they're all gonna be fine everybody needs toilet paper right everybody's running out but like i was thinking today and i've thought about this before but like how do i encourage people to practice safety i I own a brewery and uh and a restaurant and everything like that Mm -hmm. and i'm like how do i encourage people to be safe stay home wash their hands etc and at the same time tell them please come to my place so i don't go out of business and not be able to feed my kids so like figure out ways like you know, I'm willing to deliver food that I wouldn't have done normally before or whatever to potentially still make revenue. So I, I think absolutely. I think find the places you love and still, still support them Yeah, in in whatever way you can that's safe. Yeah. 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 I think food delivery is going to be a huge thing for that. That's, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, cause a, a lot of people are staying in. Yep. I saw there was a there was a joking story in our our subreddit that I we ran out of time for, but it was uh, it's uh, from Babylon B. Nations nerds wake up in Utopia where everyone stays inside. Sports are canceled and social interaction is forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there's, a, there's there's maybe not been a better time to try to catch up on that backlog. It really is like if we're gonna bright side this thing, that is right. You know, like I love being home. I'm a homebody anyway, so mm-hmm. you know this is uh, it's a, a terrible thing that's going on. But you know, maybe maybe take some time to uh, spend some more time with the family. You know, make this a positive thing in, in whatever ways you can. So. For sure. All right, you guys. End of the show plugs for all. You can keep up with us. With us keep up with us at sbfegs.com. That's where you can find links to our episodes, social media, Twitch channel, merchandise, and more. Um, ben. Yes. Elephant in the room here. You've uh-huh. got quite a few things to plug. I say just go for it. Start plugging things. Mm-hmm. You know, I find it most effective when you just plug one thing. Oh, okay. For me, for me, like as a guest, people aren't going to be like, you know, searching me out. If you want to follow me, just I'm at Ben Smith 2588 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow me there, eventually I'm going to plug something that you'll be interested in, hopefully. Yeah. So just follow me there. Look at my profile if you want. Uh, other than that, you know, you'll find your way. Ben Smith 2022. 2588. 20, well, oh, 2022. Was... <laughs> I get it. I get it I was now. Saying, I, I was plugging your mayoral re-election. My right. mind is so far away from that at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah. Just follow follow Ben on the tweets. Um, he's a good guy. Yeah. Good good man. With a, with a hearty beard to him. So, mm. well, thank you. You know? If you like if you like what we do, you want to see us doing more of it, you can support the show on patreon.com slash SBFVGS. Like we had mentioned earlier, you can subscribe on twitch.tv slash SBFVGS. If you have that free, sweet, sweet Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime subscription, you can toss it our way. It costs you nothing, and you get to support the show, and everyone's happy. Everyone everyone wins. So there I you like go. I don't think so. <laughs> Except for Jeff Bezos, he loses. Ooh, he yeah. lo- he certainly loses. He wants your five dollars, and I don't blame him. 
but um, you can leave us a delightful iTunes review. That's always fun. I sometimes I just leave delightful iTunes reviews all over town, and yeah. you know, I just just to spread the joy, just to build people up. You know, got to add some more positivity into the world. Just post them, post them on billboards. Why not? <laughs> A very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I have to. I have to. As an aside, yeah. I took one of Mike's mm-mm-mms and made a, a Twitch sound effect for our streams. Yeah. <laughs> and so when David's playing games, you can you can type in redeem like excla- exclamation point redeem and then mm. And you'll get Mike given a world-class one. So yep. there you go. You should hop on our Twitch uh, whenever we're, we're streaming stuff because it's a good time. So, um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at SBFEGS Podcast. I'm on Twitter as well at Barry White. That's B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. Mm-hmm. Dave, is, Dave is not here. He doesn't get a plug. That's true. And, of course, <laughs> once again, Ben is Ben Smith 2588 Feel free to send me a PSN friend request as well. I'm Barry White on there. I'm Barry White on Xbox Live for the next few weeks until my Game Pass Ultimate expires. <laughs> <laughs> and But I'm just going to be playing Ori in the Blind Forest. Who am I fooling? So we're not. <laughs> it's not happening. Anyway, um, that's all the time we have, you guys, for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 143. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more super upbeat talk on gaming. Uh, <laughs> hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Yay! See you guys. No clap from Ben? Oh, here it is. No, don't do it. Oh, there it is. Oh. Oh, I'm going to show a psychopath that clap for themselves. <laughs> Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.